Hold on to your mug. We're in for a wild night. Greeting, traveler. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Born to be Wild, a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends, talking about the wild format of Hearthstone and spotlighting members of the community. I'm your host, as always, Nate Wolf. It is very good to be back on this Friday evening. And of course, joined by two of my favorite people. Michael, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. We got a great show tonight. Yeah, I'm excited. It's good to see you again. And Hydralisk, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. I'm really looking forward to discussing everything that we've got with our new special guest today. Yeah, me too. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I would like to uh, extend a warm welcome, wild legendary Hearthstone player and active member of our Discord, Cthulhu. And how are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm fine. I say tonight, but you're like all the way from India. So it's a uh, Saturday morning where you're at. Is that right? It's Saturday morning. It's it's seven thirty. <laughs> I woke up about six today. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for oh, getting what? up early for us. I appreciate Dang. it. <laughs> 7.30? So you're nice and fresh. You're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, big awesome. big time zone differences. But we really appreciate you coming on. It's great to have you. And thank you so much. You've been like a really active member of the Discord. And that's been a lot of fun to have you around and, and interact and chat. A lot of times we will um, ask our guests... Just as kind of an introduction, how did you start playing Hearthstone? Uh, what what kind of got you into the game, and and particularly, what is it about Wild that you like? Well, I've been playing Hearthstone for about a year and a half now, and uh, I used to I've only played uh, single player RPG games before. This is practically the first card game that I've ever played of any sort. I didn't know anything about it, and uh, after I started working, I didn't have enough time to play you know rpg games every day because it's like you you have to play about two or three hours a day at least otherwise it's no fun yeah so mm-hmm. i'd sort of yeah. stopped playing all of those and um, and i was introduced i was i i sort of got talked into playing hearthstone by palminos uh you guys know him he's about to appear on the show in a couple of days so he told me that you must play this game i started playing this game and you know the usual response i, I sort of said yeah, all right. I'll download it in a couple of days. I'll get around to playing it. And <laughs> after <laughs> after two three months of you know constant reminders, I finally said, you know what, I'm doing this. <laughs> I'll download it. I'll get around to playing it. So initially, it was just you know just about twenty thirty minutes of play every day, just a couple of friendly duels, doing the quests, and then it sort of started becoming a little more competitive. I thought. In the old ranking system, so it would be like, let's get to rank 10, then it became 5, then mm-hmm. <laughs> it slowly rolled around to getting legend. Yeah. And that was that. And while, because it just makes sense, because I've been mostly free to play since I joined. So it, it doesn't make sense to play standard because, well, and while whatever you craft, it's there with you. You can keep reusing it, gives you far greater value. Mm. Yeah, so love hearing that. It, yep. it really just makes sense to play wild. I mean, so we I've, were... I've I've played only wild since I've joined. I've really not even played any other mode. <laughs> I like to hear it. <laughs> I mean, we noticed that last week a little bit that a lot of these decks really don't change that much 
over time. I mean, the the new sets come out and we're only using a few cards from each set. So it's not, Mm -hmm. uh, I almost think it's not that quite that expensive as everybody thinks. So it isn't. What is your uh, what is your favorite deck type? I mean, I know you've been playing Odd Paladin lately, but do you have a do you have a favorite class or a favorite archetype? Well, I've played uh, Priest so far. I I think the first proper wild deck that I crafted was Mind Blast Priest, mm. and I used to Ooh. I used to really love that deck because at that time everyone was playing Big Priest. Now it's back, but uh, <laughs> everyone was playing Big Priest at that time, and mm-hmm. I think the the surprise sort of nobody was expecting mind blast priest anyway i used to win against a lot of games just based on that <laughs> but it was a lot of fun so i'm i've kind of always uh, liked priest because of that and 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 i also sort of like the playstyle like even uh, i've played a lot of reno priest in the past couple of months and i like the control plus having an otk combo i suppose that is that but reno priest matches really take a long time sometimes yeah. This is so, true. which is why, which is why I keep a couple of aggro decks around, just just so uh, when you want to play a cup, you know, climb up quickly or just play a few matches fast and leave. So it doesn't make sense to play a priest at that time. You know, you brought up Mind Blast Priest, and I was just thinking about that the other day. I've been playing a lot of Big Priest lately. Uh, it's kind of back with this new, with the new set, with the Blood of Cahoon. And I had thought about that a little bit. I, I took a screenshot because at one point I had seven copies of Archmage Vargoth. And I started thinking like, oh my gosh, if I pull, if I played a Mind Blast here, it would hit for, what is it, 35 <clears throat> or something? I mean, like, oh, maybe I should tech that in, um, mm-hmm. you know, just for fun or, or <laughs> as one of the minions in the deck, like it's only running, what, you know, four minions now. But you you yep. throw Prophet Velen in there just for, just for fun. I mean, it'd be a surprise, like surprise lethal. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying go craft it, but like, I think it would be fun. <laughs> No, you're right, because I played that on stream uh, about, was it yesterday, two days ago? And I had people coming in, why are you playing Mind Blast, Mind Blast? And uh, I was like 17 and 9. I'm like, that's why. So I'm glad <laughs> that you guys said this without me even saying it. That's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> so the first Reno Priest list that I had made, it had Villain and Mind Blast in it as well. So I'd become very excited on seeing that because I thought that, you know, there's sort of like I can think of it as the upgraded version of Mind Blast Priest, since uh, you know you're using Anduin and Villain and Mind Blast, but that list didn't, didn't run for very long. So we were we were talking um, about this a little bit off the air. This is something that we typically will ask any any guest, and um, some people have crazy stories uh, like Schmoopy Daddy, and some people <laughs> like like me and like me and Mike have uh, no story at all aside from that we used our name. But how did you come hey. up? <laughs> hey, Mike Low TV and and Nate Wolf. Yes, how uh, how did you come up with your username? Well, um, I happened to be what. Around the same time I made this Blizzard account, I happened to be watching a show which involves this character, Kutulun. Uh, she's a she's a Mongol warrior princess, sort of. And in the show, she was a she was a badass. So every time she didn't have much of a role, but every time she came onto the screen, it was it was. Um, I mean, I really liked it. So I went and read up on her. I thought maybe everything that they're saying about her has been made up by Netflix for just the show. But it turned out to be true, so it it mm. turned out I found an interesting character, and then I just thought I'd sort of go with this name for my battle tag because you know I like it to be something which people can say out loud and and it should it should it shouldn't sound ridiculous when when you know you 
go out there and people are referring to you as just that name. So I guess that's that. We uh, I like that a lot. Cool. Yeah. yeah. We joke a lot of times in the Discord, like there's a whole channel for funny usernames, and I think it was I think it was Goliath the Dwarf or somebody was saying like, can you imagine a player making it to like the World Champions or something, and someone has to say you know your name like okay in one corner over here i've got mike low and he's facing off against schmoopy daddy <laughs> <laughs> i'm only saying that because he's in chat and I'm, I'm just trying to elbow him a little bit but like <laughs> some of the names in there are, are so just ridiculous that, that that we have a a, a good laugh at their expense but i love and, it yeah like i, I might not want to be in the how... world finals like mike low get ready with the Murgle, uh, Mike Lowe versus, uh, you know, like sexy monkey. Those usernames are weird. I'm like, what's with this username? <laughs> well, I love that it's based on historical character too. That's really neat. There's also, don't forget about the infamous wiener face that we come across every once in a while. Oh yeah. Everyone's come. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can you imagine them announcing that at worlds? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it how people think that I don't know why people keep such names because obviously if you play a game where there are other players involved as well there are going to be a whole bunch of people who know you only by that name like that's all that they know <laughs> about you that's all they're identifying you as I mean they don't know anything about you or your except real for, name except, except that for what name. you've exactly. chosen right yeah I will say uh, at this point like I sort of regret using my real name but now it's like it's too late to change so it is what it is. No, it's cool. Yo, 2021, let, let's pick, let's, let's get new names. <laughs> Nate Tackle, police officer by day. Hearthstone player tackle. by night. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the inside joke that you guys, uh, anyways. Let's go back a few and episodes, I'll be people. Mike Lowe, the substitute. They, there the you substi go. Yeah, just be the substitute. <laughs> the teacher the kids don't listen to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They know they can slack off now. They're chewing gum, there man. They're chewing gum. They're chewing gum when Mike's in town. <laughs> so how did you get to meet Palmenaus? I ran into him initially on Twitter because I mainly play Warlock, and, and that's what I see him play all the time. We were chatting mm. chatting last week trying to build uh, like a mill Warlock deck that really didn't work out for either of us. But yeah, how did you guys get to meet? Well, we were in the same class in college together. Mm. Small, oh, small yeah. world. That's cool. Yeah. You guys are in school together. That's pretty sweet. I've yet to meet someone in real life who, uh, aside from the people who in introduced me to the game, right? But for have me, you, it went you, the other way around. I mean, I would have, I wouldn't have been in Hearthstone otherwise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, I had a question. I initially thought of it before I saw uh, Schmoopy put it in Discord. The question is, what's your method for choosing different decks throughout the seasons? Because I'm, I'm kind of like you, where I, I don't just stick to one. I bounce around. But I don't know what your method is for picking different decks. So I was curious as well. Well, a lot of my deck choices have been influenced by the fact that they were cheap decks. And they didn't require more than one or two legendaries. So I could craft them easily. And okay. um, I guess I've had secret made since a long time now. Again, because it had only Alunith. So it wasn't too expensive to craft either. And I've got yeah. for... F2P, what I've generally done is I've picked a couple of classes and I don't go outside those classes. So everything, all the cards that I get, 
except those couple of classes i would i'll dust and i'll keep everything else for just those classes so mm. which is why i have mage priest warrior and paladin i guess although i don't have any of the pure paladin or libra paladin cards just um, odd paladin so i guess i have a couple of legend i have a couple of decks that i keep circulating between i like i like using reno priest primarily for my climb but but you know every couple of days i get frustrated with how slow the matches are going or how many mirror matches i'm running yeah. into because as a priest player if there's any I, i i mean i hate the sight of another priest the most same i will say at least with the new the track with our achievements and our experience and everything even if you do go you know like a 20 minute match and you lose at least you still got the xp for the xp track so that's that's a win that's there, true even though if you lost the match right i still hate seeing another priest if i play as priest yeah no especially if, if it's your first match your first match of the day like you you're doing other stuff in real life and you get online and it's your first match like anduin versus anduin <laughs> Like, no, uh, no, that is not what I want. Yeah, no, not at all. Priest getting but, a, yeah, a taste of the answer. medicine. Yeah, it's good. To, it's good to hear your how you pick your different decks, what the influence was. So thank you on that. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to say thank you too. a while back. This was back in early October, but you contributed to one of our parody songs. And that was so nice. I, I liked that. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, so that the story, the story of it. So we actually had a listener of the show and I, I don't have his name pulled up here, but he wrote the song for us based on video killed the radio star. And I could record the main vocals for it, but I needed, uh, really, I needed like female vocals for the chorus there and I was reaching out, oh, is there anyone that's available? And thankfully you had, you know, jumped on it and it turned out great. I was really happy with that. But we were chatting a little bit in Discord and you said that there was a little bit of a story behind the song, right? Because in India, there's a separate song that is sort of based on the same music, right? Yeah. Can you just just for fun? Can you sh- share with the guys the the story there? Right. So, um, because that song was so famous, I mean, uh, pretty much everyone here knows the tune of "Video Kill the Radio Star." You you um, start playing the music, and they'll sing along, of course, with different lyrics. But every single person knows that tune because it it really became like a like a really hit song and. <laughs> And um, <laughs> and 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 that day when Nate Nate had asked me, it was like three four a.m. or something. Oh no, I didn't know that. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yeah, because Nate. I was sort of about to go to sleep, and he said, "Oh, just one line. It's just one line." And I thought, "Yeah, it's just one line. I guess we can do this." And I sort of quickly recorded it, sent it, and it was done. And when the song came out, I realized it's it's more than one line. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they it it repeats um yeah over uh, over and over quite a bit <laughs> wow right, they and, is and a that bully thing just didn't click in my head together and then when i heard the song i realized this is this is a lot i should have thought maybe i should have prepared better or something <laughs> <laughs> no it turned out great i don't know i i don't i don't worry too much when we make these songs because they're parody songs and so sometimes you know sometimes they turn out like really good and sometimes you know i'll record one and it's really cringy and sometimes it's somewhere in between but because they're meant to be parodies like i'm not too worried about it turning out actually good we've been very fortunate goliath has recorded like the last 
gosh, I don't know, like three in a row or something like that. And so uh, we've been very lucky, <laughs> but it's about time for us to jam on some more. I can't believe it. So Craig uh, is sitting in chat tonight, which has been really cool. Started this tradition back when we were doing Into the Wild uh, that he was recording a parody song at the end of each episode. And he started, we started back up with this show. And then, of course, he left early, kind of early on and thought, well, let's just try to keep it going as long as we can keep it going. And now we're on episode 37 and we still managed to have one at the end of each episode, which is very fun. So I don't know how long we can keep it up for, but we can keep trying. I think you guys did one episode with Memnark on Reno Priest five, six months ago. And um, I had just crafted Reno Priest. I had no idea how to play it. And I watched that entire episode. You know, I, I didn't know about the podcast. I didn't know what you guys were doing. I didn't know why three people were sitting and discussing every single choice in so much detail. <laughs> but but I was grateful for it. I watched that entire thing with a lot of... You know, I paid a lot of attention to it. But, <laughs> That was the first time. Yeah, having him on was great. We'll have to have him back. But he is very, very good with the deck. And I learned a lot from it as well. And I, I think that was the first time I took Reno Priest to Legend that month after, uh, maybe about a week after he was on the show or a few days later. Yeah, it was great. So part of the reason we do the show is to spotlight members of the wild community part of it is just selfish you know to bring somebody on who's better than us and to learn from them and so it's it's been great having people right because on even in that one i remember um you guys would say that let's do this and he would contradict you and say no but this is not what we're doing and <laughs> it was very interesting because That's perfect because i thought to myself so i'm not the only one who's thinking this is what i we should do and oh, looks like everyone's okay, got okay. the wrong idea that's fine that's like <laughs> i had heard that when i started playing a lot of times people would say okay watch watch these streams watch the pros play think in your head like what would you do and then see what they do and question like is it the same thing would you guys do the same thing or would they do something different and then see what the outcome ultimately is and who is right and i think there's a lot to a lot to learn from people uh it's really interesting to hear the lines of play and a lot of times you know you're thinking two to three moves ahead i like hearing that i'm wrong uh, it's not it's not fun, but at the same time, it's like oh, I learned something. Uh, I'll think about this matchup a little bit differently next time. And well, shout yeah, out I to got, Memnark. I, I also got uh, some coaching at one point from Labore on Reno Priest, and there were certain things where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this, do this, and he's like, you could do that, <laughs> but how about this? I'm like, oh yeah, no, yeah, you're right. <laughs> let, let let's go with what you said. All right. Well, let's let's jump into things. Before we get too much farther down the road, I do want to say a big thank you to our patrons, particularly Shokunin and Pug Ugly, who are the executive producers of our show. Thank you very much for your support. Also, big shout out to our patrons, Adam W., Claudette G., and Daniel B. Thank you guys very, very much. We appreciate what you guys do for the show, and uh, we couldn't do it without you, so thank you. If anyone out there is interested, we do have a Patreon. There are also ways of helping the show out that are non-financial. Simple things like leaving a review on iTunes would be great, or on Warcraft Radio. You can join the Discord just to interact with the wild community, and that's a lot of fun. Or something that would be really beneficial to us is go to the YouTube channel and subscribe or 
put it put on a video and just let it play through in the background while you're doing something because it's all analytics based and, and that uh, makes us look good to YouTube. So everything Born to Be Wild related can be found at borntobewildhs.com. Anyways, I will move on. Uh, another tradition that we have with the show is to shout out new wild legendary players. And we did have one over the past week. So this is Mario from memorizehs.com. First time legend after several months of dad legend. Mega happy right now. And that's super cool. And it's interesting to see the the new achievements. This is after the new uh, reward system has come online. It looks a little bit different. So you get your legendary card back and your legend together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. All in the same little pop-up. Right. Hey, congratulations to Mario. That's really cool. We're we're proud of you and happy to uh, have you among, amongst the legend ranks. GGs. Yo, shout out to Mario. I'm a fan of Mario. Talk here and there on Twitter. You know, randomly, not all the time, but I like the website. Have you guys checked out Memorize HS? It's really cool, actually. We probably should do something on yeah. the show sometime with it. It's it's the first yeah, it's Hearthstone. Cool. It's like a Hearthstone quiz game website. Yeah. yeah really? Definitely. I didn't know there was a thing like that. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's like it's like a little guessing game. You, we could do like a game show. It's really awesome. We totally should. When you when you had to step away, I was thinking about using his website actually for like a game night, but we did the uh, tournament instead. But that oh, website's pretty cool. We should do that sometime. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, it is cool. Oh, I'm in. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to check it out for one of these episodes. It'd be a lot of fun. I think we should do it. For sure. Well, another thing we'd like to do is check in with everybody and see, you know, what we've been up to lately. Uh, Cthulhuin, how how's your your week been going? What have you been up to? Well, I've been playing a little bit of Hearthstone, but I think I've spent a lot of time this week finally finishing the main quest of Witcher Three. So I've been I've been playing that game for a while now, and what would happen is every time I'd sit down to play something, I think Hearthstone or Witcher Three, and then you know Hearthstone always sort of has a deadline. You think I've got to do these daily quests and then it's it's going to reset soon. I've got to get to legend and so on and so on. And you think, oh, well, which I can wait. Let's let's do Hearthstone right now. But uh, I finally got around to it. So that is that. Nice. It's, a, it's, a, it's a great game. I mean, I can't. I can't wait for Cyberpunk now because oh, yeah. I, now I know what sort of games they make. Yeah. But not only is it from the same studio that made the Witcher games, Keanu Reeves is starring in it, and Keanu, like, you can't beat Keanu Reeves, right? Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, Mike, how's it been going with you? What have you been up to? How's your week been going? It's been uh, pretty eventful. It's going pretty great. I heard you got a little bit of so, news. Yeah, uh, I'll keep it short because I know we got a lot of stuff to get to, so I don't want to, like, do my typical talk too much time. I'm about 20 hours from um, hitting the gold rank in the uh, Temple Storm community server. I joined Temple community team two weeks ago. Got bronze real easy. You got to stream like five hours. Then I got silver easy. You got to stream 20 hours. But for gold, you got to stream 80 hours. So I'm getting pretty close to that. I'm looking to climb because people like Old Guardian, uh, Slizzle, you know, they're up there in Temple Storm Diamond. So I'm looking to get that that rolled in their Discord server. Uh, that'll definitely help with networking. You know what I'm saying? Big, big news this week. I was streaming... One of these days, they're also it's, it's all blurring together because I started working this week too, back at the school. Guy Grumpy came to the stream and he donated eight subs and he pushed me all the way up to twenty. So with that, with those eight gifted subs, um, we unlocked a, a new emote, a new emote level. So I'm working with somebody right now to uh, get a new emote to the channel. Nice. So I'm excited about that. I saw you had to eat the spicy chip. I was there for that. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, 
Wait, wait, <laughs> that's tell, a bad wait, idea. Tell people, wait, tell people about the that idea though. Like, how'd you come up with that? So, so I, I believe I saw Clark Hellscream. I think he was streaming, and I just saw like Ghost Pepper on his channel, and then I was like, I remember um, another streamer named Shofu. He does like uh, just chatting. He does Pokemon streams. He did a Ghost Pepper challenge, but his was like <clears throat> every hundred. But he's big time. He's been around for like ten years. So I was like, I'll set mine to twenty because I'll never get that. I'm like, I'll just be chilling. <laughs> and I was like, maybe I'll promote it a little bit. And once I started to get like eleven, twelve, thirteen subs, I was like, all right, let's just chill. <laughs> and then Guy Grumpy came out of nowhere and just dropped eight, and he unlocked that. And I was just like, oh, it was like, dude, it was like what one in the morning two in the morning i don't know yeah. and i was just like i actually have to do this right now there's like 60 people in here because we got some raids from uh, keith numbers and uh concerned mom i think so I was like, there's no way i can back out now but uh yeah we did that <laughs> you idea. couldn't have gone good. to sleep after that <laughs> no definitely <laughs> you can't go to sleep after you eat a ghost forever chip i also oh two more things yeah you got some I you joined, got some other news too i posted up a new video to my youtube today I posted up uh, my Menagerie Paladin. I finally, finally started to uh, kick in those teachings from Jack. You know what I'm saying? I finally got over, you know, trying to pick the perfect title and uh, perfect thumbnail. So I just threw it together. I didn't throw it together, but it's been like three weeks. <laughs> I finally got it together, posted it. So now I feel comfortable. I'm just going to start putting them out, uh, taking Sweet, Jack's man. advice on that. Because, you know, Jack came and he gave us, he gave us great advice. Uh, Nate has taken the advice. He's applied it. And you guys can see it on our channel, like, our YouTube looks awesome. Like Nate has just done wonders with this, so it's awesome. So I'm trying to follow once again in Nate's footsteps on another project. Lastly, I joined THL's talk show around the saloon every Monday night, nine PM, starting on the fourteenth. Yeah. Big time, baby. Nice. Let's go. Yes. Yeah. That's, yes, that's super cool. I know I and I, I hate to say it, but I've never watched it before. So they do it live on, on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, hey, you got a reason to watch it now? Let's go. Hey, that's right. I got. <laughs> I'm tuned in here and there, but got to support. They cover so, all of THL, right? The standard and wild and the whole deal. Yes. So, for anyone who doesn't, who's not familiar with what Around the Saloon is, it's 100% based on the format from Around the Horn that was on ESPN. Are you guys here on the show? Familiar with that show? Uh, mm -hmm. I remember someone told me to check. I don't follow sports, uh, to be honest with you, but I someone had told me to look it up when I was prepping for this show to kind of see, okay, what does a talk show look like that's got three to four people on it and how do they utilize the space and the screen? I was looking at it more from like an art direction point of view, but it's a good format. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great format. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be on there. Um, it's just gonna be a good time. Like you guys know me, high energy, the THL's high energy, they're all good people. So it, it'll just be cool. I'm ready to do it. That's nice. exciting. Congrats, That's dude. Awesome. But yeah, um, but yeah, it, it's been a great week. So let me pass it off. Uh, who's up next? Nate? Nate. Yeah. So it's been a busy, Nate. a busy week for me as well. A few things here. So we got our I got our annual email from Spotify. It says over the past year, we've done 37 episodes and have listeners in 35 different countries, which I just thought was exciting. Um, so Damn. I saw I saw on your Twitter, Mike, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> that is really cool to see that. Yeah, Megan, yeah, Megan, Megan tweeted Mr. Worldwide. So I put that I put the pitbull the uh, pitbull gif. <laughs> That's exciting, though. Mr. I mean, Worldwide. we we do the show for fun, and it's really neat to interact with people all over the world. And so, who would have thought, right? Uh, anyways, that was exciting for me to see that. And then last week's episode where we had Schmoopy Daddy on, 
uh, I tried something new. So my wife was telling me that one of the podcasts that she watches on YouTube, uh, it's more of a, a politics type thing and news related. But the guy does like a, a full show like we do that ends up being, you know, one to two hours long. And then what he'll do is he'll take sometimes there's uh, smaller mini segments and he'll cut those into like snippet videos that are a lot smaller in length and like post those on YouTube as well. And she's like, maybe you want to do something like that where someone doesn't want to watch three hours of your show, but they want to watch, you know, 20 minutes of content about a certain related topic. So I started doing that last week specifically for our conversation about tips for, for getting to legend, a separate one where we had talked about building the quote unquote, perfect secret mage list and posted those separately so that if people don't want to, you know, dive into the whole show, they can jump on just a, a specific topic. Anyways, long story short, uh, it worked. We ended up trending on the Wild Hearthstone subreddit. The video got mm-hmm. almost almost six hundred views in two days, which is just crazy. Yeah. And uh, so that was that Good was stuff. exciting. I mean, I have to give all the credit to pass it a bit off. I think between Jack for for the how tos and my wife for the suggestion and schmoopy for the content and and you guys of course and but it was exciting i mean anytime we grow a little bit it's exciting and i get it when i look at the youtube analytics uh, i don't want to i won't talk about this for too long but i think it's pretty interesting like the average watch time for a video is between like seven to eleven minutes and so the idea of keeping content shorter uh, mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense to me. And so even I think for a lot of our videos going forward, we'll tend to, you know, sometimes we'll we'll play some games and we'll play for an hour or something. And I'm going to be chopping them down quite a bit to more of a highlight reel style, just because frankly, no one wants to watch an hour, hour and a half of us playing games. And so, but I'm learning a little bit. Uh, one of the new things that we have been doing so our friend wildcard has been posting for the last i don't know a long time at least a year he's been posting weekly off meta wild decks and so something that we started a few weeks ago was to play these decks together and then post them on youtube but i, I think we finally came up with a name for it we're calling it wild cards off meta corner and posting um, a separate video each week because normally for me i will play more of the meta decks because I I need that sweet legend rank next to my name. And I don't really consider myself, I don't really consider myself a very good deck builder. Like I'm more of a pilot, but I like this because he will take a a really fun off meta idea, build a competitive deck around it. We'll jump on ladder with it and play some games. And so we're going to be featuring one of these on YouTube each week. So last week we did Cthulhu the Shattered in Druid posted a video of that we played last night and so that'll be coming out this following week of an elemental mage deck which is really fun because when we did the set review we see support for this archetype which i know right off the bat this is not going to be a tier one archetype but it's going to be really fun to play and so we were able to scam wins off of big priest off of secret mage off of arena lock or whatever else we played and so it was a lot of fun And then something else that I did for the first time in ages was to stream a little bit on Wednesday night. That was fun. I wasn't really planning on it, but I was going to play anyways. And I kind of had the thought, well, if I'm going to be playing anyways, maybe I'll stream it. I don't want to, I didn't want to conflict with anybody, but I knew Mike had Wednesday night off. Wildcard was streaming, but he wrapped up around nine o'clock. So I started at nine when he finished and went for about three hours. Ended up in chat with Shia and Smork and Mr. Foxy Ducky. Duo Cat was All the legends. 
Yeah. And so these, you know, trying to figure out what to play. I'm at like diamond five, diamond four, trying to figure out what to play. And these guys are like, oh, you should play Mally Druid. Both Smork and uh, Mr. Foxy Ducky had both hit legend with it. And they're like, you should play this. I'm like, I suck at this deck. I'm not good at it. I said, oh, we'll teach you how to play it. Okay, fine. You guys teach me on stream how to play this? Okay. By these guys who are like day one legend players. Like, that's fantastic. So yeah uh we played some games they kind of taught me the ropes a little bit i got it on i got it on videotape so that's or videotape i'm dating myself here oh nate i <laughs> uh, see i uh, see officer nate i told i, <laughs> I told you talks like a cop no i'm just kidding i got it recorded yeah that's right <laughs> busted but anyway so that video will be coming out uh in a couple days too so we played some uh, king's bounty relock and some smorks mally drew and that was a lot of fun it was just a good it was a good week blue trains in chat it's ladder group therapy is truly what it is and so I, yeah i, I had a good time it. with that it was a kind of a fun week really busy busy work week but it was a nice way to unwind so that's it for hey, real me. quick yeah. wednesday when you streamed my phone buzzed and like, I was already not enough because I fell asleep early before I was supposed to because I was going to do some writing. And I was like, oh, oh, I was like, am I late? I had no idea what day it was. It was nighttime. It said once a while I went live. I was bugging out. I was like, yo. <laughs> oh, crap. I missed the show. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's funny. That's I let really him down. Funny. That's really funny. Hydra, what have you been up to this week? Uh, this week for me, you know, ladder reset. The first couple days of ladder, uh, I saw everybody in Discord was all ranking up and having a great time. And that was originally my plan was to play as much as possible on day one, but it didn't work out. I had some family things to deal with, so I didn't get to play day one or day two. But yesterday, I hopped on and did a climb basically from the bronze 10 to, I think I'm just below D10, like uh, platinum something, platinum I know three or two, something like that. So I did that on NA yesterday and cleared all the quests. And then same thing went on the other servers and I didn't climb on them, but I tried to clear out all my daily and weekly quests that I had. So I haven't really done anything too interesting, but I was playing Secret Mage, not the list we were playing before. Uh, I, I really don't know. I mean... It really is hard to figure out what exactly is the perfect secret mage, isn't it? <laughs> Hydra, let me sorry, let me interrupt you for just one second. I just the, because you made that point that it's really hard to find the the perfect secret mage. I saw him post later. I don't know a day or two later, saying, "Oh, by the way, minus minus this card, add this card," and like it's exactly, so funny, right? right? Because we had spent so much time, like hours, talking about it. And of course, he hit day one legend as a follow up. He hit day one legend with that deck, and then said, "Hey, let's uh, switch two of these cards out," which is so funny. Anyways, carry, yeah, so carry it's, on. It, yeah, it's so hard to know. And on uh, Asia and EU, I don't have all the same cards. Like, I don't have uh, the epics on Asia and EU. Um, what are the ones? The the four fours that copy themselves i don't have those right so i've got to improvise i, I mean mm -hmm. i could dust some things but we'll talk about that later like what should you you know keep when it comes to because you can dust a legendary and you can make an epic right but it's really hard to pick what to do so i haven't touched anything i'm sort of sticking with what i got and the the classic secret mage without even having the new cards actually still works just fine and so i've been using those and 
that's about it, really. I haven't done a whole lot. I'm hoping to play a little more this weekend. Though I was watching our good buddy Electric Sheep on Twitch, and he was playing Sea of Thieves, and he looked like he was having a blast. He was playing with one of his friends. They were shooting cannonballs. They were having big old wars on pirate ships. And I'm like, I want to get this game. I heard it was I, fun. I, Sheep was... He looked like he was having a great time. So it was on sale. It was like Cyber Monday, I think it was. Yeah. So I decided to to buy it. And it is a heck of a lot of fun, though I suck. <laughs> like a lot. Like I, I'm getting frustrated with the controls. I don't know what I'm doing, but I swear I'm going to learn it because I was watching them play and they were just having an absolute blast. So that's uh, my goal is to get a little better at that game. I always love hearing about your week because it's the drama of playing on three servers at the same time. Like, <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like you must be constantly having to play catch up, catch up, catch up. And well, that's the thing. So on NA, I'm on the uh, rewards track somewhere like between thirty and thirty five, level thirty and thirty five. And then on EU, I believe I'm like 23 or something like that. In Asia, you know, it's lagging behind. I think it's like 19 or something like that. Sorry, Asia is my neglected account slightly. But <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with everything. But I don't know if I'll get them all to 50, to be honest. Is there, but, is there a huge difference in the meta on all three servers? Um, Not huge, though. I got Eater of Secrets, like a whole bunch on EU which was really weird. I didn't know why that was happening, but it did happen. A lot of Eater of Secrets, like they, like they were expecting all the secret mage. Maybe it was the pocket meta I was in. I don't know if that's a thing or not, but in general, they're kind of mostly the same. I ran into a lot. It was either on Asia or EU last night. It was Mech Paladin after Mech Paladin after Mech Paladin. Over huh. and over and over again. It wasn't on NA. I noticed the China server's decks are... They're very different, but they're so much fun. And I see like Glore Magic posts on Twitter all the time, different decks from the China server. And the decks are so fun and they just use, I don't know, it's very different. They're not the same decks that we see over and over here. And honestly, for me, it's a little bit disappointing in NA because I see the same decks over and over. And I swear there's still a bunch of undiscovered fun things that people just haven't got around to playing yet. Uh, yeah, I remember the first Reno secret mage that I saw was list from China a couple of months ago. Me too. I think it was it was around April or May or something, and and it looked like a very unusual list because it was running Pyroblast and this one legendary called Ink Master Solia. Wow! Uh, I yes. never even seen that legendary before, <laughs> and and that seemed to be the OTK or something in that deck because it makes your next spell cost zero. Right. Yeah, I remember being played in standard for a bit, but you don't really see Solia much anymore. Hey, speaking right, right. And, and I even looked into it and turned out after they printed um, Dragon Caster, I think everybody just stopped sort of using Solia. Mm -hmm. But but it was interesting to see it in that list. I didn't even know that card existed, <laughs> and, and they were running it. Speaking of the the kind of the rewards track in the battle pass, just out of curiosity, I know we all play about the same amount, probably. Just out of curiosity, what um, where are you guys at level wise? Like, I just hit thirty five. 
I'm just under that. Uh, I think I'm like 32 or 33 on NA. But right it's, before... it's a long haul at this point, though, between the levels, I will say. Like, if you don't have a quest, it's it's all your XP, like, for, per hour kind of thing. Where are you at, Mike? So my time got killed. Well, not killed, but slowed down because of working in the mornings, like, leaving instead of working remote. So I'm right under 37 i was like cruising i was get, i was doing like all the little side quests no problem but I'm, mm-hmm. i saw i haven't got it in like a couple days kudalun where are you at i think i'm somewhere around um, 27 or something okay did you do the the battle pass like the paid track or are you on the you're are you no, more no, free no. to play huh yeah i've been i am i'm free to play so i've been on 27 for a while now I was disappointed. We were talking about it last night. They took away, someone had asked us how we thought they could improve the battle pass. And one of the really easy things that we said was, all you have to do is give back our 10 10 gold for winning three games. Uh, But the other thing that we just realized that they took away was the battle of friend quest used to give both players 80 gold. And now it's actually gone. No. Well, the quest is still there, but it gives you XP instead of gold. Oh, I don't think I've even gotten that. I got my first yeah. one yesterday, so or maybe it was the day before. <sighs> At least both players get XP. Right, well, the, the challenger friend quest meant you could practically buy, you know, you could you could um, get your total up to hundred gold that very day, because mm-hmm. sort of it would total up to hundred pretty easily with challenger friend. As a free to play player, I'm interested in your take on the battle pass. Are you seeing is it, it is a good thing or a bad thing or or it, it, as far as gold goes, are you getting less or about the same? Well, I'm definitely getting less gold because uh, because the day the season resets and I start climbing to D5 again, it's I, I, I usually exceed 100 gold. I mean, I usually get 100 gold because, you know, you're winning a lot. So it's quite easy to get uh, 100 gold every day from just the 10 gold for three win for the first couple of days mm-hmm. of climbing. And now I feel like, and, and I and I used to buy a pack pretty much every day during those days. Now I feel like it, you know, three, four days go by before I get my total up to somewhere I can buy one pack. And I've, uh, even when I buy packs, I sort of, you know, keep track of which packs I'm buying ever since they introduced uh, wild packs in the store that you can buy with gold. So I sort of keep uh, rotating between them, searching for legendary legendaries and and you know which is why it doesn't make sense for me to get something like ashes of outland because uh, you know before this track came around i was somewhere around buying uh, packs from frozen throne and then whispering gods mm-hmm. and and i i'd really much rather put that 100 gold into another whispering god pack if if i were to choose so so getting a ashes of outland pack kind of sucks at that point so um, i i'll see i mean how where this goes because i've got some amount of gold i've got a lot of cards i've got a few archetypes down i've got some amount of a collection that i can still dust if i need to craft a new deck but but you know that that sort of reserve i don't see it replenishing as fast as it used to do you keep track of like so for each set you have the the legendary guaranteed in the first 10 right so for like an older set like gvg like have you opened 10 packs in that have you opened you know 10 packs in like the older sets to get those legendaries yeah i've gone through each of the older wild sets and i've yeah. gotten 
I've gotten, you know, I went through the 10 legendary at first, then okay. the 40 pack legendary. So I just pick a pack and then I keep buying it until I, I get see. a legendary from it. Or, or, you know, I look at the deck that I'm trying to craft next. And if it has a lot of cards from one particular set, I'd buy that set. You know, not, not the legendaries, even if I get a couple of epics or, or rares, it's good enough. So I, I'd much rather have the choice to buy the pack that I want to buy instead of being given a pack. I see. Yeah, that makes That's sense. really interesting. And I agree. That does make a lot of sense. Once you get, mm-hmm. I don't know at what point it's like past 25 or past 30 on the track. Now it's all gold, right? Instead of packs. Yeah, they switched mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So that'll definitely help, except for the fact it takes a little while to get there but um, it takes a long way it does if you listen to walking to work blister guy in the one of his last either his last episode or his episode before he gives a really good analogy on how it feels um and how maybe they could make like give you smaller rewards and like say your next bag of gold is 200 or 150 like kind of why not give you 10 gold at a at a time instead of getting that bag of 150 it's 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 a good listen i recommend you go listen to blister guy he talks really good about it smaller rewards but more frequently yeah smaller rewards more frequently there's a bit there was an example of somebody who wanted to play uh heroic duels and they had 140 gold right but their next reward was a pack and they're like okay well damn that I yeah, a, see that hurts, right? Uh, it's, they just wanted that ten gold. They could get that ten gold if they went and played one three games in, like on ladder, right? I recommend listening to uh, Walk to Work. He he, uh, Blister Guy talks about it at length and pretty good. So nice. All right. Hey, before we leave the uh, friend requesting, I miss the days where like sometimes I would just like just turn host host on my cell phone and just have it where I'm sitting in like just the lobby and. Honestly, guys, like every 20, 30 minutes, a random person would like 80 gold quests. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're making money today, boys. Like, <laughs> it was just so easy. If, if you're just a nice person, people will challenge you with the gold quests. But now it's like nothing, bro. Like, <laughs> no one comes knocking. <laughs> mm, that's sad. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we should jump into the news. If anybody, unless anybody has anything else on that, I guess my, my last point would be. Do you expect, I saw somebody, I think it was um, Ben Harstone post a survey on his Twitter the other day asking when you thought Blizzard would announce some kind of update or change, because it's been silent for a couple of weeks, right? Where we we got something saying, hey, uh, we're going to make some adjustments and we'll pull all those packs off the end and put gold instead. And nobody liked that either. And the idea was, hey, maybe you should give us more stuff. It, It feels really slow. Uh, we want some gold or something. And it's, so it's been, I don't know, about two weeks now or so with kind of radio silence. So do you all think that there's going to be some some other announcement for them? Or you think they're just going to let it go? I think that they, because they made a statement saying that they're going to they're gonna have events, you know, that help you along this progression track. And there's going to be things that you can do to get you more XP in these events. So I feel like they're working on dropping an like some sort of big event with 2x xp for the next week or something like that i don't well, know so t- today is december the 4th um 
their winter veil event has to be just around the corner, right? Traditionally, they do something in December. So, yeah, I feel like it's going to be something mm. like that. They're, they're, they're going to drop something where if you grind for the next week or two weeks before the holidays, that there's going to be some XP bonus or something. It, just a theory, not fact, just a theory of mine. <laughs> I think they heard, they read all the complaints about whatever people felt they need, they wanted to complain about. And, and I'm just speaking from my gut. I feel that they read the complaints and their next move is they've already exhausted enough emotional energy talking to the community about this and the third, you know, they had like Cora talking to people and like, you know, uh, XR since they tried that, they put this out and people freaked out this way. I think going forward, they're just going to make changes when they make announcements to stuff. So if there's a winter, uh, festival or whatever, I think, without saying it, they'll just like put ex experience things in there. And then when they have these events, they'll just be these huge buckets of experience or whatever, but they won't have a like, conversation about it. I think somebody higher than them came down on them was just like, this is what you're going to do. Implement it. Keep moving. And that that's it. Because uh, why else haven't we heard anything? That That's just my gut. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, nobody's ever happy. So I don't know. I always joke. Yeah. Right? So everybody, yeah. everybody wants a, a <laughs> refund of their free thing, and so, <laughs> and so. But we'll see. I mean, I imagine. I I think what what you guys said is probably correct. Is that we'll see a new event this month, probably within the next two weeks, would be my guess, and that with that event there will be XP bonuses. All right. Well, let's jump into the news. There's a, a few things that we can chat about. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things we have is if you're looking for some packs, you can participate in the Choose Your Champion because it is back for the 2020 World Championship. All you got to do is by December 11th at midnight, you need to select your champion. There are eight to pick from and you get one free Dark Moon Fair card pack just for choosing your champion. And then after that, Every single time your champion that you've chosen advances to the next bracket, you get an extra card pack. So you can get a total of four card packs by the end if uh, you've chosen correctly. Just click the link and you can get one card pack no matter what. So I think that's it, it's always a good thing. It doesn't involve you having to watch everything. They may do Twitch drops or something, but the idea is just participation. You get free card packs. Why not do it, right? I saw if you have T-Mobile, T-Mobile sponsoring it. So if you've got T-Mobile for your cell phone provider, you get a bonus pack. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I don't know. Cell phone companies right now. <laughs> Slizzle was talking about it, and <laughs> say they don't have they don't have T-Mobile in Canada. He said. <laughs> Craig, Craig was chiding him. Well, I, I did the calculations, and and uh, if you buy a plane ticket and fly down to NA and get T-Mobile, it's wow. not it's not worth your one hundred gold for your one pack. It's not <laughs> worth your hundred gold. <laughs> I don't know who wow. to vote for. All these players are are standard players. I don't really know anything. Monsanto yeah, I don't, is I don't know. wait is, is Bunny Hopper one of them? No. I know. I always voted oh. for Bunny Hopper. So Bunny yeah, Hopper. yeah, I voted for him last time as well. So did I. Yeah, Bunny Hopper. Yeah, me too. Blue Train uh, says vote for Monsanto because Canada. The only player that I know is Bloody Face. Bloody Face is he's a force to be reckoned with. That's for sure. He got second last year, right? I don't recall. I hate to say it. I don't. I don't recall. To to uh, Lyon, or was it the year before? Well, Lion, no, it, it, Lion won. No, it, it was it was this January, like twenty twenty, right? Yeah. 
That was well, before like Corona anyway. <clears throat> yeah. This it's been a strange year, I'll say that. If people have recommendations on who we should choose because we're <laughs> not non-standard gamers over here, uh let us know. All right, what else we got? Uh, we got some hot fixes. Uh, I don't know too much about all of these, uh, but I can uh, read the post here. We got a bunch of hot fixes where there was an issue caused by certain players to have entirely blank quest logs and never receive weekly or daily quests. That's that. That's not good. But apparently, yeah. this is being fixed, and they will be compensated for any mi- missed XP in the future. And we talked about it a little bit last week because we heard it was happening. And it sounds like at least none of us were affected. But yeah. there's a there's a handful of issues. I reached out today. Uh, I saw Celestal posting about this issue. And so I reached out and said, hey, uh, my Samsung Galaxy card back is still disabled. Are you guys going to put that back? And uh, <laughs> the other one that I saw was for the achievements. Uh, I'd already completed the, the Hearthstone Book of Heroes for both Jaina and Rexar. And they're both showing incomplete. In my set not that it really matters you don't get any xp or anything but i don't particularly want to replay them we'll yeah. see it sounds like they're working on it and they'll compensate people i mean it is what it is and i don't think there's really any big wild news here but no there's something about whiz bang uh wasn't using new deck recipes that's been fixed there's nothing really important here to be honest we can move on from that but uh we did get a cool little uh tweet from hearthstonedex.net about numbers of players reaching legend for the month of november and so for wild there was an increase in november of 28 percent compared to october which is quite a bit to be honest and standard was an extra 51 percent that's interesting why why do you think that is you think it's just because the new set came out so more people are playing what did the set drop it was I think in, was it on fifteenth November or something. 15th, I think that's right. Yeah. So no seventeenth. It's the same thing that we see all the time. Twitch numbers drop. You know, players drop, and we're just seeing a lot more people playing and engaging in the game. So of course, legend numbers are going to go up. But it's really nice to see. It's just I do think it's something that's just part of the curve that we see every single every year when an expansion comes in, numbers go up numbers go down comes back up when the next one like yeah. resurfaces but it's always nice to see that the life in the game jumps when the new expansion comes out so yeah i mean it makes sense right where the meta gets a little bit stale and so towards the end of that cycle the numbers drop a little bit new set comes mm-hmm. out and they spike again paul manaus in chat saying that uh because of the, the quarantine lockdown more people are playing that's pretty funny and honestly it's probably true or at least that's got to contribute because oh, like Mike, but even so like mike you were saying right if you're not working you're able to now stream for you know you're doing those 15 hour streams where yeah. you can't do that Yo. if you're stuck at work all day so yeah because sometimes um katulin would come in and she'd be like you still streaming? Are you streaming again? Not taking a day off? <laughs> I'm just like, hey, man, like I'm waiting to get back to the building, so got to kill time. <laughs> well, hey, now that uh, you get XP per hour, <laughs> maybe it, maybe doing long streams is, is more worth it. Hey, speaking of XP per hour, we got a post by Firestone that actually recorded a bunch of data on XP per hour. Remember how we were asking and talking about how we didn't know what modes we got XP in. We were kind of confused whether it was just standard ladder or wild ladder. 
well, we got a bit of a graph and we can now see it's a small sample size, but we can see the XP per hour gained. Can I ask real quick, where did they get the data from? I know there was a Reddit article. Uh, I didn't I didn't read all of it, but there, we can we can link it up. But did they say yeah. where or how many how many people they got the data from or how many hours or anything it like that? It just says that the, the data was collected over the past few days by Firestone users. Oh, and... it's, so if if you guys listening or watching are not familiar with Firestone, it's a relatively new deck tracker. And it, I think they were using uh, that to calculate. I've yeah. not, I've not used it personally. I use the um, HS Replay, Hearthstone Deck Tracker. I'll make the graphic big real quick so we can talk about it. But I mean, long story short, you get XP for just about everything. But ranked, you get significantly more XP than everything else. Yeah, that's why I was saying before because I was playing duels, and I noticed that it was going up, but it wasn't the same as when I was playing ranked. <clears throat> It was at Yo, a tavern brawl gives more than duels. Come on, dog. The, also, don't forget this is a small sample size. It could be off. Just well, they said know, by oh, a okay. they said two hundred fifty thousand games. So oh, two fifty. Oh, so, I yeah. mean, I don't know. Okay. You make okay. of it what you will. And all of these like duels, arena, tavern brawl, casual battlegrounds are all within ten XP per hour of each other. So yeah. what kills me is when I do some goofy achievement. Uh, that took me three hours and I get my bonus like, Oh cool. You were awarded 50 XP for that. Like, cool. I could, I should have just been playing ranked. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so. Achievement hunting seems know, fun, but I didn't know these can only, these could only be done in uh, ranked. That's... Earlier, I thought why, why is everyone doing it in ranked? Why won't they just play casual? But that's the disappointing part of it for me, honestly. I like the achievement hunting. I think it's fun. Uh, I had even thought about making content like, hey, how do you get these achievements and do some videos or something like that? But because you can only do them in ranked, it's like, all right, well, then I've got to tank my rank to do it or I've got to be at a rank floor to do it. Otherwise, I'm going to end up like dumpstering myself. And so... Uh, I don't know. It's a disappointing. I wish that I could play it in casual. I wish we could do it against friends. My thought on casual was maybe they thought that they were going to turn casual into like a clown fiesta if they allowed it. It's already a clown it fiesta. It already is. Or even worse then. Okay. Like, 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 like that's all people were doing even though i go in there for stupid quests like play however many murlocs i'm like whoa, whoa, whoa. well it's interesting statistics anyways to kind of see so if i guess my advice would be if you all are looking to rack up xp bonuses in hearthstone uh, towards the hero skins and the other uh, unlockables the way to go about this uh, to earn the most XP is by playing ranked games. So there you have it. We do have a couple of discussion topics for tonight. I think something that we're going to try to do a little bit on the show is, you know, have a different discussion topic each week that we can all weigh in on. So we had a couple of things come up this week on our discord server. The first one 
Uh, I'm going to lean heavily on Mike because I don't really have a good answer for this, but this is from Chad W who, who said, I want to start streaming on Twitch, but I don't have a clue how to start other than buying a $700 quote unquote gaming laptop, please help. And I know Mike, you, uh, you're going by mobile Mike for a long time streaming on your phone. And I was curious, Mm -hmm. I think you'd more be maybe the kind of subject matter expert on this. So do you have any advice for, for Chad about getting started with streaming? Yeah. So, um, I like to like uh, call it the Tony Stark approach. Just throw money at it. Totally that's solve your problem. That's my approach. <laughs> I was, we were joking about it before the show, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a good answer to this, right? Like, just spend a lot of money on an expensive thing and it better work. <laughs> All right. No, no. But no, no, to be serious, I can't speak on like most cell phones, smartphones, I should say. Now I'm dating myself and calling them cell phones. The oldest iPhone, I believe you could use would be an iPhone 7 that I still have right here. I used it for about 13 months. I think it was May, it was May of 2018. I had to stop streaming because of other reasons. But before I did, I was on Twitch and I came across um, a Twitch streamer. And I wish I, I always said this. I wish I had her Twitch name or I remembered it. Because all I remember from that stream was that she was streaming Hearthstone from like a cell phone. I, I noticed it based on the way like the layout was sideways, and you can only see like two parts of the board instead of the full thing when you play on PC. And I asked, and I was like, I was just stunned because at the time the situation I was going through, streaming mobile was would have been my option at the time, but I was just really I was just like stunned. I was like, how are you streaming on Twitch from a cell phone? Because I knew Twitch has like a built-in go live button and like it'll uh, stream from your rear or front camera but never like your screen so um she had said that she was using Streamlabs, and there's another obvious app that i'm not thinking of i can't think of it i had tried these two apps and neither one really worked um stream sometimes did they may have gotten better. I haven't, I haven't tried since, but it didn't work. So I found this a third app <clears throat> after these other two apps where I kept trying. Uh, it was called Omelet Arcade. So O-M-L-E-T Arcade. And I think they have a desktop version too, but I haven't touched it. But I download Omelet Arcade, and within Omelet, you can attach your Twitch or YouTube account. And once you do that, you have to give it permissions to, to do whatever apps do with permissions i'm not sure if anybody reads what what they what they say i don't read it i just click accept because i'm trying to get my thing done <laughs> so get in there you can set up your title it's a free program but you can uh get into the premium services and you can like unlock lay, uh, layouts and stuff if you choose not to they have a built-in one so it's a cool app because it'll give you like a layout without you having a PC or any other technology to set up a layout, even though it is generic, it'll still make you look a little more shiny and glossier than the average stream. But Omelet Arcade, O-M-L-E-T, Arcade is the app that I used from iPhone 7 to stream um, on Twitch. And secondly, lastly, the phone that I'm using to do this podcast is a Motorola G7 Power. There's a phone called Motorola G7, 
the battery life isn't strong enough to like stay on longer than five or six hours. So they made this phone, the G7 Power. And then once I got this phone, this is what I streamed on for a long time. Um, like I could stream like 10 hours straight on this phone. So I used the Motorola G7 Power and the iPhone 7 with an app called Omelet Arcade. And that's what helped me stay on Twitch. I got to meet Guy Grumpy, uh, Slizzle, like a lot of great content creators over the past year, Draco Cat, you know, D Money Games from Hyper Rise and like streaming on mobile kept me around until I could get a computer from Dual Cat. So sorry to talk your ear off, but I just want to get all the information out that I had written down and saved when I saw the question, just so I could answer it thoroughly. Did you say the Motorola is what your camera's on right now? Yes. Yeah. It looks good. Mm-hmm. Looks great. Hey. <clears throat> all right. Appreciate it. I mean, I think for me, I, I've got a PC. Uh, one thing I did notice is that even when I was using a laptop to do some streaming, it worked a lot better when I would plug it directly into my ra- router rather than use the Wi-Fi. So that would be one recommendation. If you're, you, you know, it wasn't, I think when we were doing the show, when we first started this show and um, even when we were doing Into the Wild back in the day, I was using a five-year-old laptop and you know it would do okay not great but it would do okay i think i i recommend though if you can plug your computer straight into the wall rather than using the wi-fi i don't know hydra do you have any uh words of wisdom when i first started streaming you know like i didn't have a, a green screen or anything like that like i just had the background of my house i had major lighting issues so the one thing that i did personally have to invest in was the green screen because i've got big windows coming from this side over here where the sun just comes in but i had a really crappy old computer that i was streaming on at first and unfortunately the only thing i could do and i didn't know about mobile mike at this point i mean no i i knew mike forever but i didn't know that he was streaming mobile mike yeah and yeah. uh i just basically i had to upgrade i didn't i didn't know anything else what to do to be honest uh i i saved my money i put my my pennies away a day and i ended up getting myself a a better setup just so i could do it but i don't i don't have the biggest budget recommendations i do really uh appreciate what mike had to say about using the phone because to me that blows my mind that that you could mm-hmm. do all that. I remember I was watching you doing like the lake house streams where like you, Oh man. Yeah. And <laughs> like that was super cool. I, th- I think that you can do a lot on a budget per se, where a lot of the bells and whistles really aren't needed. You know, you don't have to no. have some crazy fancy lights. You don't have to have a green screen. And, and honestly, like I had spent the money, got the lighting and the green screen and sitting here for two to three hours with these super bright lights in my face and the green screen pulled up like behind me. So I can't really move back or I run into it. It looks cool on the screen, but it's not very comfortable. And so over, no, over time, I was like, true. well, if I paint the wall behind me and put up a couple pictures and put up a little shelf with my little toys on it, like I can use that as a background instead of having to sit under these really hot lights for the entire evening. And I start seeing people like uh, Electric Sheep City is the kind of the person who inspired me to do that a little bit was that, you know, you can put stuff in the background like there's no reason that you need to be on a green screen in fact a lot of people don't 
It's interesting. No. And it depends okay. sort of on what space you're using to stream. You know, if you're streaming from your living room or your kitchen or wherever, and, and maybe, hey. you know, you don't want people walking around in the background or you don't want, you know, whatever it is. But I think that there's, I don't know. And nobody really cares. Like at the end of the day, you make, make content, have a good time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone truly really cares what, is going on in your background as long as it's not super distracting you know that would be that's what i would say you know if if your background has got a lot of like moving things people running around or a lot of distractions you know maybe you don't want that yeah well, definitely for, for mobile i also wanted to say i did have a good internet connection so that's where money does come involved when you're streaming on a budget make sure your internet connection is good 40 bucks a month at comcast here but even though comcast anyway yeah <laughs> a different podcast. A different podcast for that. Kutula, do you do you stream at all? Your game? No, I, saw, no, no. I saw you had a YouTube channel. So I didn't know if you were uh, recording games or streaming or No, I, I yeah, I do have a channel. It has like one or two videos maybe. <laughs> but I don't stream at all. Hey, so we've got one other discussion topic that's kind of a big one and I'm thinking I'm I think that we can probably go through it relatively quickly. But again, this is another one from our Discord. And I saw him in chat as well. So Raging Duck from Discord earlier had a question saying, I have a bunch of legendaries from Standard, and I want to know which ones uh, can be disenchanted from the past sets. I just don't know what is used and what's trash. And so I was thinking that maybe we could chat about this a little bit um, just in terms of... I. First off, if we really got into every single legendary and doing a full on tier list, like there's 200 legendaries and we would be on here for six hours. But Mike had a good suggestion before the show of like, hey, maybe we each hit on a, you know, two or three and talk about like what is core, you know, for a while. Like what are the absolute must haves versus the, um, you know, if we got into this, like, oh, I'd keep it if I opened it. But aside from that, I probably wouldn't craft this like we'd be here for for days and you know maybe that's a some content for a different day but and, and essentially you know we can go through what we think are maybe the best legendaries or the ones that are used in the top tier decks and if it's not one of those it's, it might be safe to dust i would say before you do that maybe you want to if you've got questions reach out to one of us and uh on discord we'd be happy to chat about it and we could have an in-depth conversation there i think it's safe to say the de facto number one crafts would be either Gen or Baku. I'm wrong, I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong at all because those were my first two on my other accounts. Uh, Asia yeah. and NA. I mean, uh, EU is those two because they open up so many other archetypes. Like, mm-hmm. instantly. Yeah, bunch of decks bunch of decks you can play lots of classes yeah and i think those two are pretty safe as far as um being relatively budget but a lot of those decks don't run tons of legends so like odd paladin is a good example where the deck is relatively low to the ground dust wise the other ones for me if you any of the highlander cards so your reno jackson your mm-hmm. kazakis raza uh elise is not good but so Reno the Relicologist, I think, is good. Zephyrs is great. Uh, oh, it's only showing standard. Let me fix this. Okay, so Reno Jackson, Zephyrs, Dragon Queen Alexstrasza was better before it got nerfed. 
Kazakus is very, very good. Raza the Chained, of course. Are there any other like snap picks you guys would say? I think Patches is actually a really good one too. Uh, yeah, I was going to get to that. You, you, you got to have as underwhelming as it can sound as getting just a random 1-1 for free. It's great. It thins your deck. If it's buffed, it comes out as a, a big boy. It no longer has charge, but it's a great pirate that is included in every single aggro pirate deck. You got to have Patches for sure. I'd say Polkert and um, and Vargoth as well, I guess. Vargoth is very good. The other ones for me, I think, that are like instant crafts that I, I would want. Any of the Death Knight cards. Well, I shouldn't say any, but most of them are very good. So Malfurion. Malfurion is really good. Rexar is really good. I will say also, or the hero cards in general, I think are, are definitely worth it. Rexar isn't quite meta currently well but hunter isn't quite amazing meta, but, but the card itself I mean. is it's yeah. amazing it's infinite value is the best part about it so if you want to have fun give yourself a rexar frostlet jaina of course is very good the must-haves like your top tier of course is anduin for the oh, for, yes. for reno priest is like a must-have uh the other one i think for me i play a lot of warlock so i think the must-haves for me um, I really like Canrathad because you can play it in Zoo. You can also play it in. You could play it in Arena Lock if you really wanted to. I play it in Cube because it's a lot of fun and it has some crazy swing turns. Skull of the Minari, I really like. If you play Warlock, it's worth it. If you don't play Warlock, maybe not so much. Same for Solarium, I guess. Yeah, I will say uh, Malganus is is very good. Blood Reaver Goldan is one of my favorite cards ever printed. A lot of the stuff that I would not craft, I think. Especially, wait until the set's not brand new anymore. Like, I would be very reluctant to craft stuff from the existing set. Like, you know, we make these predictions, right? That, Mm -hmm. so say from this set, we say, oh, that uh, deck of chaos is going to be OPOP. Well, a handful of us have tried it in Reno Lock, and it's a little bit underwhelming, (laughs) right? When it works, when it works, it really works. But, like, the only way to really make it be awesome you could compare it to luna's pocket galaxy but it was good in that deck because you had the turtle that would play it you know kind of tutor it out of your deck and so there's no real way to do that in warlock i mean i haven't experimented i think you know if you played the the card that shuffles everything into your deck and and redraws you know maybe it's good then but like i wouldn't snapcraft this if you open it cool experiment with it but like don't craft it ticketus is another one that like yeah, this card, like we're starting to experiment with it. Is it actually good? I don't know. It would really like ruin your opponent's day, but it's so slow to actually work that I'd I would... wait for the day where it's a full meta card before I would. Oh, heck touch yeah. It. I, I, I wouldn't get rid of it though if you're trying to craft something, unless you're desperate, but I. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't get rid of it. Yeah, I'm desperate. Uh, I need all Ticketus owners to dust that card so my Paladin deck can work. <laughs> <laughs> my slow Paladin deck that you discard 20 cards out of every game. <laughs> I think that Lord Bearoff is pretty good. It's very good. Oh, card. I love that card. The animation, the voice line, like that card is dope. That, oh, man. The whole deal. Right. Most warrior decks do run it. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot more versatile than I thought it would be. Uh, and even in some of the Paladin decks, uh, I mean, it's just a free, uh, I shouldn't say free, but it's a good board clear. 
yeah it's a very cheap yeah equality yeah if someone wanted advice about legendaries um one of the things that i've always said is i really like getting the legendaries from the adventures i think that especially like if you were looking to get some league of explorers is a good way to go if i pull that up here my league of explorers legendary so what do you pay for this set 20 bucks or something sir finley is used in so many different decks uh if we look right now it's being used in reno lock as a disruption tool with grizzled wizard but it's also being run in a lot of the aggro druid builds because yep. it's a one mana one three with and get a better hero power because when you're playing aggro druid you don't want druid hero power because it sucks <laughs> so so that's good brand bronze bronze beard it's uh very can be very good in the right deck reno jackson of course um, I, you know, Elise used to see play a long time ago. Not anymore. Ah, oh, poor Elise. <laughs> Rafam oh. saw play for about ten minutes, but I think this this set was was good for me. Um, this this is the yeah. only adventure that I've bought so far in Hearthstone because, well, it gives such great value, and mm -hmm. the adventure itself is mm -hmm. a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. That, yes, that's something that needs to be doesn't need to be valued, but. If you like fun stuff like that, like these old adventures are, they're such a good time, to be honest, to go through and see the story and unlock the cards and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I personally enjoyed them and going through them and trying to beat them on heroic and trying to get the card back. I have the League of Explorers uh, heroic card back, which took the me a long time. origination? Yes. And it took oh. me a long time to get that one, but I got it. And I love it, I and I rock it, I it all the time. Yep, yep. Damn, I'm jealous. Finally, a card back I'm jealous of. <laughs> <laughs> the the other one that I think is really good if is um, the Curse of Naxxramas. Not for legendaries. I mean, you get Lotheb, which is one of the best legendaries of all time. But aside yep. from those, if you just look at the regular cards from that set, there's still so many that are played to this day. Poison Seeds is in all the Druid decks. Duplicate is in a handful of Secret Mage. Uh, when Secret Paladin was a thing, I still think that Avenge is one of the better Paladin secrets. Mm. One of the best Warlock cards of all time, Voidcaller, is in that set. Oh, oh, it's from Nax. Yeah. Oh, you got to get Nax if you play. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Mad Scientist is from Nax. Uh, uh, Nerubar Weblord that everybody is playing in the Agro Druid is from Nax Ramus. Mm -hmm six years ago death lord that uh, a lot of times we run it in the reno decks lotheb sludge belcher used to be super awesome and not so awesome anymore but he's okay but anyways i think for the value you know his is pretty darn good are there any other cards that you think would be snap crafts i would say alunith if we're looking at mage for people looking to i know we're talking about legendaries and stuff uh to speak more on gen for people looking to play budget, also be a force, but also climb ranks. I don't play it. I know it has like a, it's not the most strong, most popular, but um, even Shaman is definitely a deck for anyone on a budget to play. You know, even if it's your third or fourth deck, um, just have it in your arsenal. Um, I think it's very strong. It's good. I know on we're talking about Seeker Mage here. No, you're right. You're right. That's a very good, that's a very good budget deck. If someone was asking about Polkelt, absolutely. 100% Polkelt is used in a lot of different decks and it's mm -hmm. very, very versatile. I think we've, we've talked about it before. Really any time that you can tutor a card, meaning y you can selectively draw a card from your deck, 
it's very good. It takes the RNG element out. And so when you play Polkelt, especially with a deck tracker, like you know what's coming next. Unless unless you've got cards with the same mana cost, but then even then you can narrow it down. I guess that's one other thing that I would say is if you're on a budget looking for legendary cards to craft, um, maybe the neutral cards are better because you can use them in more than one deck. Again, patches, zephyrs, bran, archmage, Ken, archmage Vargoth uh, mm-hmm. is very good. Gen and Baku, Polkelt definitely. Leroy Jenkins is probably one of the best legendaries of all time. True, true. Uh, Ziliax is the biggest in the meta, but Ziliax is a great card. Mm. Ziliax is... I love Ziliax. I feel like... The thing I like about Ziliax is you can play it also in a handful of different decks where, you know, I mean, we run it in Mech Paladin. I run it in Q-Block. You can slot it into almost any Reno deck. Just between the, the Divine Shield, Taunt, Lifesteal, Rush... I don't even care about the magnetic. I mean, it's cool, but um, it's an instant heal for three plus a taunt. It's it's just it's a great anti-aggro card, and the rush means that you get the healing the same turn. It's one of my favorite cards. It's really good. I think Emperor is good. It's played in a lot. Uh, it's from Blackrock Mountain. If you want that set, my favorite card. Got it, Golden. Uh, I'm a big fan of Sylvanas, but I don't think it's it's meta right now. So you no. might want to might want to hold off. I mean, a couple of my favorite cards, I would say Sylvanas and Ragnaros, but I I don't think they're probably worth crafting at the moment. I do think the old gods also. I think my favorite one of my favorite cards of all time, uh, Nazatha Corruptor, super versatile. You play it mm. in a lot of different decks. You play it in Hunter. You play it in. I've seen I've seen Reno Mage. Definitely Reno Warlock. You can play it. Look in at that flavor text. Reno Priest. <laughs> has not been able to get under the sea out of his head for like 5,000 years. Under the sea, under the sea, darling, it's better down where it's wetter, take it from me. Um, I'm curious though, do you know you guys, anything that you think I missed or is there anyone in chat that thinks that we missed anything? Let's see. Here. I think we did, I think we did justice based on uh, pointing out like legendaries that are like must crafts i don't think we we stepped into ones that are like fringe maybe i think the ones we stated are ones that are indexed and will assist people into making decks and having success and i I think this is a topic for a different day you know we could really talk about this like like mike is saying the fringe decks my example was shrivala the tiger right the card is super cool if I was yeah. on a budget, if I opened this card, would I dust it? No, I'd keep it because it's super cool. But is it played in any tier one decks? No. Yeah. I I happened to open Ankar on uh, both my alternate accounts, and I definitely kept that. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't necessarily have crafted it, but it has done quite well for me. I think the same can be said for things like Thalnos. Because it's also used in a lot of decks, but mm-hmm. you won't go yes. around crafting it the first thing. I remember the first time I saw Blood Mage Thalnos, people were running it. And I was like, why is that card good? Did, Hydra, I think you said you probably dusted it when you first started, right? I did. Right? I, I dusted it instantly. I thought it was <laughs> garbage. Like, oh, legendary 1-1. One, one. Like, <laughs> wh- what? <laughs> like, I'm going to make like a... 
Alex Straza or something. Like, what? What do I want a one-one for? It took yeah. a yeah. It took a long time to realize how good the card was. But I I agree yeah. with you. I think that's a good pick as well. And I don't know if I would you know I I wouldn't go run to craft it. But it's definitely a keeper. Yeah. Uh, don't dust it and then have to recraft it for sixteen hundred dust like I had to do. <laughs> you know, one thing, I, one other point that I want to add is that a lot of times we see cards that look bad initially, especially for wild that look bad initially, and they're not good until years later, where we start playing something that we had never played before because it's good now. Here's a good like example, Weblord? like like yeah, like Weblord. But how about this auction master Beardo? Like the card was was bad. Right, but if I'm mm-hmm. gonna play OTK Uther Paladin, like this guy's my win condition right here. Yeah, uh, and I've also seen people running him in the Demon Hunter deck because you can get um, pretty massive damage with this guy when he oh, re- re- refreshes snap. your yeah refresh yo, your hero power. Yo, I didn't even think about that. So, but it, <laughs> right, but at the time it's terrible. Yeah, I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more like that. I'm still wondering if the day ever comes. Because it took me a couple of years to disenchant my golden skeleton knight. And it just, like, I kept it because it looked so cool. Skeleton knight? Oh, yeah. I don't what even skeleton know. Knight do? I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, no, seriously. I think it's I, from, no, no sarcasm. I think it's from the Grand Tournament. <laughs> Does they oh, have this card? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Like, that card doesn't exist, Hydra. You're lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see, there it is. So, I had that in gold, like, forever. And I only disenchanted it, like, a year ago because I needed okay. something else. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I don't disenchant cards. I never disenchant cards. What the hell? But this one seems like it's never going to be good. It's not. So, Blizzard, <laughs> don't ever make it good. That's hilarious. There's also cards that I think are not excuse me, not very good right now that may someday be good that I'm holding out for. Hadronox is a big one where I think like this card has such awesome potential. There's just not enough support for the archetype right now. It was cool for five minutes, especially in standard a few years back. But yeah, you know, I don't think that it's going to be anything for quite a while. I had a lot of fun playing it at the time, but this is one that like I would never get rid of. So I have a question. When it was cool for that five minutes in standard, does that deck work in wild now? No. With Graybo? I mean, it does, but so you, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, no Clapper has been trying to make it work since day one. Had a theory craft on it, tried it out, said it was too slow, switched it to a Reno version, and said it was okay. And so I, I, I mean, I have the list. I think, in fact, I might still have it here. I do. Uh, I have it. I have it made here because it looked really fun, and it runs the new Nizoth because Ooh. it runs both Nizoths because Hadronox is a beast. It runs mm-hmm. Graybow. Um, you know, there's some shenanigans, but this is something that just isn't very good right now. But one of these days, you know, and there's some crazy stuff that you can do. Hey, Vargoth into Witching Hour to bring back a couple of Hadronoxes, like. You know, That's what I love. I had a Golden Witch an hour. I love that card. But I guess the deck sucked, so I dusted it. I'm trying to think if there's any other cards that like used to suck that are now good. Um, I'm sure there are. There's definitely, the, I think the reverse could be said, that cards that used to be super awesome that now kind of suck. But I think oh, that's definitely that's going to be the case any time where our card pool continually expands. 
Mm-hmm. Hunter, unfortunately, yeah. is in a pretty bad place in Wild at the moment. Um, Katharina Hunter is one of my favorite decks ever. It's just not good enough at the moment. <laughs> I wish. Hey, Kathleen, <laughs> did you mention your favorite card ever? Hmm. Well, I think I'll have to go with Prophet Villain <laughs> because oh. I used to, I used to Ooh. love the the Mind Blast Priest had Anduin as well, so. Mind Blast combined with the pink combined with and with Velen was just a very enjoyable OTK. Oh yeah, I like it too. I hope that we answered Raging Duck's question from Discord. So, I mean, it's not a full complete answer, but if you're looking for a couple core legendaries to craft, I, I would suggest one of the ones that we mentioned earlier. If you're looking for ones to disenchant, I guess I would say... Um, one of the ones that we didn't talk about being good <laughs> for for lack of going through a complete tier list. Yeah, but if you have a specific question about a certain legendary, maybe ask uh, about that one specifically and we can give a little more detailed feedback. Yeah, if definitely. About, if you're like, I got this King Crush, what should I do with it? It's like, I don't know, ask about it. We can give a little different feedback depending on each card. <laughs> Foxy Ducky. Next week, we're going to rate every card ever. <laughs> yeah, cool. It's going to be a 37-hour episode, and uh, we'll live stream the whole thing. We'll just take nap breaks one at a time. And um, Got it. That's funny. I, I, we, I was just trying to help out the community. Here's, what, here's my thought, right? If, mm-hmm. if, you got, if you've got questions about dusting a specific card, the best <laughs> thing to do, Ben from work, Nizoth, get out of here. I was just laughing at that. <laughs> get out of here with that. <laughs> wait, wait a second. That's the running joke. <laughs> That's the running joke. Nizoth is one of my favorite cards ever. You could. It's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we all know Ben hates Nizoth. That's okay. That's okay. We still like you, Ben. Uh, the, the best thing, the, what I would recommend, honestly, is reaching out to us through discord uh for those people who are watching for the first time or listening go to our website it's born to be wild hs.com uh there's a page that says find us there's a link to the discord if you join that there's a, a whole lot of community there but if you reach out to us that way the three of us plus i'm sure a whole bunch of other people would be very very happy to give you unsolicited opinions on your crafting or dusting choices well right. hopefully yeah hopefully that helps so um, I think the other thing that we've got lined up for today is a conversation about our, our deck for the week. So each week we talk about a specific deck. This week, Cthulhu brought an odd paladin deck. So I've got it up on the screen here for the benefit of our audio listeners. I'll read the list real quick. So this is running one copy of animated broomstick, two copies of blessing of might, one copy of Christology, two copies of Lost in the Jungle, one copy of Never Surrender, two copies of Oh My Yog, two copies of Righteous Cause, two Righteous Protectors, two Tour Guides, two Carnival Barkers, one copy of Divine Favor, two Muster for Battles, one rally, Rallying Blade, one Steward of Darkshire, two Warhorse Trainers, uh, Leroy Jenkins, Lotheb, Lothraxian the Redeemed, two copies of Quartermaster, and on the top end we've got Baku the Moon Eater. So this is an archetype that we saw get a lot of support from the new set. I think we're still experimenting a little bit, but this has really seen a resurgence. Oh my Yog. Uh, so the new the new cards in this deck from the most recent set, we've got Oh my Yog, we've got the Carnival Barker, 
we've got Lothraxian, and they all seem pretty strong. I, I'm not quite sure because the set has only been out for a few weeks that we haven't fully tested, but it's kind of crazy. Um, I know some people were saying Lothraxian felt a little bit slow, but the idea of having Divine Shield on your dudes the rest of the game feels really strong to me. Uh, mm-hmm. The Carnival Barker is just nuts. And I think oh, yeah. oh My Yog is basically a counterspell, a one-mana counterspell in Odd Paladin. So it, it's pretty crazy. I don't know. Um, Cthulhu, what do you think about this deck? I've been playing this deck uh, quite frequently since the past couple of months. So the additions made by Dark Moon are, are quite incredible, especially Carnival Barker and Oh My Yog. I think these have undoubtedly made it much stronger. Again, I'm running low traction because it's, it, it's it, the idea of having Divine Shields is quite good. Although a lot of times, you know, it's in my hand and I don't get to play it because there's so much, uh, so many other things that I have to do first before I, uh, instead of playing uh, one Lothraxian. But, but it does help. I mean, uh, if, you know, when turn five or six, the opponent clears your board and if at that point you can get this card down from that point onwards you can sort of rebuild your board easier because your because your um, recruits stick to the board right right i agree it feels slow and i agree with you the tricky part is figuring out when is the optimal time to play it but when you see an opening you drop it and it while it's i think a slow turn it it lets you build momentum the rest of the game one of the things that I like the most about Odd Paladin is its ability to, you know, regain board control just over and over and over. And I think when you're facing off against control decks, they can only clear the board so many times. And so if I'm generating two one ones every single turn, you know, at some point they're going to clear having a, what, what is your take on Oh My Yog? Oh My Yog has been, um, has has definitely been a much better addition because because the other opponent has to play sort of suboptimally to find out what secret you're playing and they have to use a less expensive spell first try and see if it's oh my yog oh my yog has worked out in my favor when when you know uh, people have tried to trigger it with a coin and instead of the coin the spell that ends up coming out is one of the forbidden words, forbidden healing or something. <laughs> so, you know, all the mana gets spent. So even oh, though they yeah. did trigger it with the coin, but but they couldn't do anything else that turn. So, oh my yoga has been pretty good. It makes people very cautious, which is, which is good because then they'll be playing suboptimally and mm. I can sit with my board protected. I've seen it go wrong for people pretty much every time except one i was playing against a paladin on wednesday night and played a two mana spell and i they had a secret up right and you have to test for it and i think this deck now has only been running never surrender or oh my yag before sometimes you run one copy of competitive spirit but i think now we just pull it out but i played a two mana spell and it turned into one of the paladin spells um 
it turned into the Librem to give my guy plus one plus one, and it actually ran, <laughs> random <laughs> randomly targeted my minion, which was awesome. But f- you know, for the most part, ninety nine percent of the time, you know, it's basically a one mana counter spell, and it, it really forces them to play suboptimally, which is why we like Secret Mage so much. Right, and and you know things like Hellfire or the five mana Kazakus portion, these things. Never Surrender can't stop this because even if you have that secret down, your board still gets cleared. But this secret stops those sorts of board clears. So I think that's a definite advantage. Nice. I like that. It's interesting in this list as well. Like I see a rallying blade and we weren't really playing that as much before. But now that there's a greater opportunity for your Silverhand recruits to have Divine Shield, I can see that making a lot of sense. It does, it does. I I played Rallying Blade a couple of months ago, the first time I made an Odd Paladin deck, and it would always feel like I'm playing it suboptimally because no minions were getting buffed at all. But at this point, there tend to be a lot of Divine Shield minions. Even if you can, you know, buff one or two minions, it's it's good enough. Well, and the nice thing is, it's a very aggressive deck, and you can still go face with the weapon. I will say, I I agree, I I see Aramorn in the chat here. And I have to agree with him that Lothraxi and the Redeemed, the animation and the voice line is so cool. It's one of the one of the better ones I've seen from this new set. It's very neat. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, have you um, experimented with any of the other new spells from this set? I believe there's one that could slot into this deck. It felt a little bit slow to me, and I can't remember the name of it anymore, but it's the one that I believe it, it summons three one one silver hand recruits, recruits yeah, that is a uh, day of the fair and if you corrupt it it's someone's five right right you think it's too slow i did i did start out with that it is it is because uh most of the times you have i mean you, you already have hero power and your hero power is getting two recruits down and uh, it, it, you never i never seem to have enough mana to play that three mana card, three mana spell with something else. I mean, playing it with uh, Carnival Barker or Stuart. That sort of didn't happen, so I stopped running it. I suppose we have for, Muster for Battle, which is just better, right? Right. Yeah. And, um, and, and holding it long enough for it to actually get corrupted makes no sense because you... That's uh, you, you tend to not do that in Odd Paladin. If you have any way to rebuild your board, you you take that opportunity. And right. there are so few cards that would corrupt it anyway. I'd have to wait for Lothraxian or Quartermaster or something, and, 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 and it doesn't make sense. I agree. So, what do you typically keep? Uh, what like what are you looking for in your mulligans here? Well, definitely tow guides, righteous uh, cause. Righteous Protector, if it's like um, Agro Druid or Demon Hunter, because otherwise, you know, whatever you're putting out there is going to die before you can buff them. Uh, I usually also keep Lost in the Jungle. And mm-hmm. if it's if it's a Warlock, I like to keep a Never Surrender first. And in the opening hand, I'd keep a Never Surrender over, say, Oh My York, because the... Uh, you know, it gets the board to be stickier right at the beginning. Opens I agree. Opens up to less, less well, amounts of defile. I like that this list is running a divine favor as well. I've played against a lot of Odd Paladin over the past week. 
especially playing as like a Mally Druid or a Warlock where they tend to hold a lot of cards, even the Priest decks do, when you're dumping your hand every turn, playing a Divine Favor, it's just an instant refill. Draw six cards, draw seven cards for, for three mana seems great. So gross. Right. It's so good. When you're playing against things like, you know, Mirror or... Um, against aggro druid broomstick really helps because if you've got them if you've got a few minions that are buffed with never surrender or carnival barker or or something it you know one broomstick sort of helps you clear the board keep your keep your dudes on board till you can buff them so i've been keeping one broomstick so far it seems i don't know seems like a good idea it does help clear a lot of things or if you need to clear a taunt the very same turn, if you have lethal already, it's just, you know, one taunt in the way or something. So Broomstick does come to your rescue there. Plus, you know, this deck used to run Faceless Corruptor. And I think Broomstick is doing a good enough job of replacing that five mana thing. That makes sense. The other card that I see that got removed... Oh, uh, Corridor Creeper? Yeah, yeah. I can't ever remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Corridor Creeper we used to run, but then it got nerfed. But a lot of times you could play it for, for free, right? But I think one of the issues that we start getting into with these wild decks now that there's so many expansions out is at some point you have to cut something and the other cards are too good to cut. And a lot of times, I think, at least from my perspective, rather than looking at power level we're looking at synergy with the rest of the deck and so many of these work so well together that you can't cut them right right and corridor yeah. creeper doesn't make sense because there's i mean what will you remove from this list to put a creeper in i mean if it was still a five five i mean i i do if if anything i feel like your five mana slot here is a little bit crowded and like ben from work is saying he's not sold on lothraxian and i'm kind of in the same boat where i really like the card and i think that it's good for now it's always a little bit awkward to play but i feel like it's very powerful i could see it potentially being cut later maybe not all i've know all i know is like i've had it played against me and it was not fun no, every time I see it played against me, I do that kind of deep sigh, like, oh, here we go again. So, <laughs> and time will tell. Well, any time, and we said this on the review show, but I think any time you see a card that says, for the rest of the game, you get X, it's usually pretty good because it's not a, you know, the ability is not reliant on having him on the board. It doesn't matter if it dies. You, you know, you start generating a bunch of Divine Shield Silverhand recruits. And I think that's why we were able to reduce down to one Steward of Darkshire from two. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense to run two stewards anymore if you're running Lothraxian. Right. Uh, so as an aggressive deck, my question is, how does this go up against... Priest? Big Priest, Reno Mage, Reno Warlock, kind of the big, the other kind of tier ones at the moment. Well, um, it's not doing... Uh, very well against big priest because because these days it's not just one turn that you have to get through uh, because if they get the colossus out it's 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 got a death rattle as well and you know once one minion of theirs dies it just comes back twice and then thrice and so on and so on so big priest is usually a problem it, it's great against the mages i have not had too much of a problem against mages with it but uh, Big Priest can be an issue. Renolog has been fine. I mean, Renolog has a lot of board clears. I guess it's just, 
you know if you get an explosive hand if you can get the quest done in the first couple of turns you can get your boat to stick and do do a lot of early damage Trying to think what else is there to be said about the deck. It seems really strong. I mean, I'm looking forward to playing games with it. It's it's a lot of fun. It's been one of my favorite decks really since Witchwood came out. Uh, Armorn in chat's asking, do you think an owl would help or some kind of silence? Mm, good question. I guess the question is, you know, in, in a matchup against controlled deck like a big priest or a big, you know, a warlock deck like Reno lock or cube is one silence enough. I mean, you really, you want to kill them by like turn five, turn six, if that's possible. Right. Right. I have been contemplating running a silence, but I don't want to disrupt the synergy that I have going. I don't want to take one of these things out to run a silence. So I'm not sure. I mean, it feels very tempting because getting one Colossus up at turn five is very annoying. But I don't know. I don't think it'll really, really improve those matchups all that drastically. I tend to agree with you. I think what my concern would be in putting in a silence, number one, is what would you remove for it? And I I don't really think that there's anything that you would want to remove. And additionally, like, okay, would help you in that one one matchup, maybe two matchups, but the rest, it would be kind of a dead a dead card. There's so. something also to be said for sticking to your own game plan, right? When you start teching for everybody else's game plan, you're not sticking to your own. And that can definitely hinder your your climb or whatever you're doing. If you stick to your game plan, you're m- probably more likely to succeed. Right, plus... Uh, for draw this deck just has christology and divine favor so uh, so you know if you're just basically relying on the one card that comes to your hand every turn if that card turns out to be an owl and you don't really need it at that point you'd much rather have some have something that has immediate synergy with what's on board already or you'd like to buff your minions or maybe put out a secret and if you get an owl on that turn it's just sitting there in your hand doing nothing I agree 100%. I like it. I'm I'm excited to play some games with this and I do think that it's a competitive deck. I'm not sure, you know, Big Priest is so prevalent on ladder at the moment, but then again, this deck is so fast that if you can outpace them, then that's a good thing. I- right, because it's winning a lot of matchups as well and Mm-hmm. Carnival Barker is is getting a lot of has been doing a lot of work. I mean, every time I have that in my hand at the right moment, it's been a it, it just builds up the board immediately, and it's very difficult for the opponents to remove it. Yeah, no, there's nothing quite like they play tour guide on turn one, and instantly you've got three one ones on turn one. It's like, oh my god, or yeah. or you know, a turn four carnival Carnival Barker into tour guide because the Carnival Barker. It doesn't just buff. Is it is it only silver hands or is it things with one? No, it buffs everything with one health. So right. it'll buff the righteous protector. It'll buff the tour guides. Yeah, it'll even that's... buff the broomstick. So oh snap! Yeah, what yeah. Is no, there's tar creeper. <laughs> Don't put tar creeper in this deck. <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of about it for this deck. Cthulhu, do you have any final? like words or anything about the deck that you would recommend any anything that we missed or or any other recommendations no i think we've uh, we've covered it sufficiently i mean it's a simple deck it really plays itself hey before we go um would you uh for those people who are interested in following your content or following you on twitter would you where, where can people find you on twitter sure yeah what's your uh what's your 
at your handle. Your, your handle on Twitter where people can follow you. It's at Kutulun underscore Gigi. Awesome. Also, before we go, I want to say a big thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's been really a pleasure to have you as part of the community to interact with you in the Discord, especially. It's been just a lot of fun, and it's it's great having you on. Thank you again for the past and being on our our song. That was uh, an absolute blast, and it's good to talk to you tonight. I'm um, very I'm very happy to be here as well because you know I've listened to these the people that appear on your show. Every I I watch all these people to learn decks myself so you know it's a little unbelievable for me to be here but i'm very happy to be we're really really happy to yeah. have you on i'm very appreciative that you have taken your time to wake up nice and early in the morning on saturday in india <laughs> to come on our show and we appreciate that oh so much so thank you very much Kutula. very much yeah. yeah appreciate that a lot mike where can people find you all right you guys can check me out on uh Twitter and Twitch at Mike Low TV. Also YouTube. It's all the same. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram. It's the same name everywhere. Check me out, Mike Low TV. Nice, nice. Uh, Hydra, what about you? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Hydralisk underscore HS. And you can see me here every single Friday night at 6 p.m. PST on Born to be Wild. Very cool. As for me, uh, I'm most active on Twitter. You can follow me at NateWolfTCG. It's N-A-T-E-W-O-L-F-E-T-C-G. More importantly, you can find the show and everything show-related on our website. It's borntobewildhs.com. Again, borntobewildhs.com. If you go to the website, you can learn more about our show. You can see where to follow us. We do post a lot of content these days on YouTube in particular, including deck spotlights. Uh, there's codes. You can see us talk through our plays and kind of see a combination of both tier one and off meta decks. We're just having a lot of fun. Uh, we've also got a bunch of parody songs and some other content there. Well, if you'd like to interact with us, you can interact with us through Discord. And there's a link to that on our website as well. Uh, one, one last little little thing that we do every week that is uh, sort of turned into a tradition here. And now. And I blame this on Craig. Unrelated advice. Thanks. With Nate Wolf. So a uh, question for you all. I keep hearing rumblings about a possible end to this pandemic or, or some kind of vaccine coming. And so my question for you all is, is when we're all able to get outside of the house again, what, uh, what do you recommend? What are you all going to do first? Mike, I'll start with you. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I just got a text. Uh, repeat the question. That was <laughs> going to check your phone. It? Got it. <laughs> so, <hey. laughs> sorry. It was Temple Storm. Raynad, Raynad texted me in my bed. Oh, dropping names. I like it. I like it. Hey, so no. when 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 there's when there is uh eventually a COVID vaccine, what is the first thing you're gonna do? Oh, when there's a vaccine and what's the first thing you're gonna do? So assuming like it actually works and everyone's like cured and healed? Ass- assuming that it magically goes away. Okay. Um I guess it's been so long I never thought about what I'd actually do or want. I don't care how emotional or sad this sounds. I guess the first thing I'm doing is like getting my kids and taking them wherever they want to go, whatever they, whatever they want to do, like Sky nice. Zone or go to the movie or yeah, something with my kids because this thing has just changed life from what we knew. Yeah, no, my my son's eight. He hasn't played like had a friend over in like geez, yeah, you get nine, it. nine months. Eight. 
right? Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Hyder, what about you? Um, my wife and I used to have a tradition of on Saturday afternoons going to the pub and we would get just regular pub food like chicken wings, yam fries, whatever. And we would bring like trivial pursuit with us. And we would do like we'd just sit there and we would have fun and we'd do this. And COVID happened and we I mean, you can do that in your house. Mm-hmm. but it's not the same it's yeah, not nah. the same and we have this pub that we went to and it's like on the river and we would sit there like on the dock at the pub and we would yeah. do our thing and it oh like it, it was so good and it was like a favorite thing to do and we have not done this since i guess february right and so i'm definitely gonna take her out and we're gonna do that we're gonna do our trivia and we're gonna just sit there and you know, eat our yam fries, have some chicken wings, you mm-hmm. know, have a beer, have a good time. And that's, I'm looking really forward to doing that instead of just being, sounds, you know, stuck in the house. There's a place down the street for me that sounds like it's called Board, I'm um, Board and Brews. They got board games and beers. Sounds oh, exactly like what you're great. doing. They took your idea, those <laughs> bastards. Kutulin, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Well, I would definitely finally travel to another city. There's way too many people I haven't seen in person for a very long time. So, you know, finally, I won't be afraid to go to an airport again. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 I agree with you guys. I think for me, same thing. We haven't been out of the house in in ages. I mean, I've been going to work, but even then it's it's kind of a, a ghost town and anxious to to see friends again i think one of the things that i missed the most guy grumpy was putting on these fireside gatherings at least once at least once in expansion and we were planning to get together with guy grumpy and shia lives pretty close to me and rotted zombie lives right over here as well and just never been able to do it because uh this this covid thing hit and now nobody can can really do anything so wait brookworm said she's is she out there too? Is yeah, 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 yeah. Same, same general area. Hey, man, so, you got the yeah. whole clique out there. I know. Yeah. I got a bunch of good people out here in the hey, Pacific I'm, Northwest. I'm, I'm not so. too far away. You could drive three or four hours down from Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. We'd lo- we'd love to have I'll you. I'll bring Slizzle with me. You can sit in the in the trunk. <laughs> Getting a lovely Slizzle. <laughs> One thing that I'm not going to miss though is um that. Oh. Uh, is the reduced traffic right now because because you know not that many people out so it's not that stressful driving yeah that's for uh, sure yeah traffic well, you has know gotten a lot better this does stink because when this started i just joined thl and i found out that ben uh jr juggalaw like donde like everybody from thl like they all sometimes meet up in new york and because of the virus now they can't so i was like I was like, man, I was this close to doing like a meetup, man. Like, I'll never meet anybody who plays Hearthstone. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it's so funny because like the where I live, there's so many people. Like, Slizzle actually lives five minutes from here. Like, he's right over there, and there's many, many more. There's great people. There's not so great people. There's a lot of people around here that play it. We yeah. won't we won't name names. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> oh man all right you guys wiser words were never spoken and you've heard that on born to be wild 
cobalt. There's no need to dig down, I said cobalt. Living deep in the ground, I said cobalt. Come to my floating town, there's no need to be unhappy, cobalt. There's a place you can handle, I said cobalt. When you're short on your candle, you can loot there Taking treasures galore, and you always can get some more It's great to be in the E-V-I-L It's great to be in the E-V-I-L First we'll steal Dalaran, then we'll raise Galacron you can hang out with good old Rathom It's great to be in the E-V-I-L It's great to be in the E-V-I-L Dr. Boom and Azul Even Haggard is cool King Tagwaggle has all the jewels Cobalt Now our plan is unfurled I said Cobalt We will soon rule the world I said Cobalt your candle thing can burn bright, but you've got to help in our fight. New gold, take all the shinies you can, I said cobalt. You're in a whole different plan, now just go there. To the EVIL, I'm sure they can teach you a spell. It's great to be in the EVIL. It's great to be in the First we'll steal Dalaran, then we'll raise Galacron. You can hang out with good old Rathom It's great to be in the E-V-I-L It's great to be in the E-V-I-L Dr. Boom and Azul, even Haggard is cool King Tagwaggle has all the jewels Cobalt, I was once in your home, I said I was down in the catacombs, all your treasures Well, they seem to be gone Adventurers, they have moved on Unite with other villains to send those old heroes Trapped down in a dead end and there's place there Called the EVIL that can serve as your citadel it's great to be in the E-V-I-L It's great to be in the E-V-I-L uh, First we'll steal Dalaran Then we'll raise Galacron You can hang out with good old Rathom E-V-I-L It's great to be in the E-V-I-L Cobal, Cobal, there's no need to dig down Cobalt, Cobalt, living deep in the ground 